Hello, my friends, Dennis Gebhardt here, wanting to welcome you to this episode of Guru in Your Ear. Today, I'm really excited because I have my teaching partner, Max Massiano, back with me. Good morning, Max. How are you? Good morning, Dennis, and Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry Christmas. We're doing this recording on Christmas Day, so uh, that should be great fun. And, uh, oh, I have a movie recommendation for you. Okay. Violent Night. Oh. You have to watch that. <laughs> and all of you that are listening, if it's it's not your typical Christmas movie, <laughs> but it's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, we are here today. And, uh, you know, Max, language has always been an issue with me in our industry. Yeah. <laughs> because we get so it. hung up on words. And <laughs> it seems like every few months there's a new word or a new methodology and, and it just kind of lose track. You know, yeah. you need a, you need a thesaurus. There, someone says something. Well, what does that mean in your world? They actually become kind of like buzzwords, right? They do. That's what it's they like, are. Like all the rage, like, yeah. um, die load. Die load. Yes. Die load. Yeah. You know, like, and, and overtoning. <laughs> free tone. Free tone, uh, root, root tap, smudge, root smudge, melt, melt, uh, yeah, all we, of these things. So we, the word that we're going to talk about today is kinetic. Mm. Um, you know what's happened is because we've said this before and people have heard us in other broadcasts. We've always said that years ago there was quite a bit of difference between a really high quality color line and a color line that was just mediocre. But today the difference is really very, very small, which forces manufacturers to look for the next big thing that they can use to help people influence people to purchase their brand. And so the one I've heard uh, the most about lately has been kinetic and yeah. I find that there are some manufacturers out there that are saying that their hair color is a kinetic color system. Mm -hmm. And um, they're absolutely correct because all hair colors are kinetic. So, and now, you know, we're talking about, uh, especially when we get, there's a lot of, there's a lot of chemists now. I don't know where they went to school, but there's a ton of them out there. <laughs> And they start using this, this terminology and the challenge is that they don't explain it properly. They can create confusion among Absolutely. our peers. And that's what I just saw happen the other day on social media. Uh, one of our people who follow us was watching uh, a broadcast and the person who was an influencer was talking about the kinetic process in hair color. And it, there is a kinetic process. But the picture that he got in his mind was, well, then hair color goes in steps. Right. And when he came to our training, we tried to explain to everybody that it's consistent. It's simultaneous. They were breaking it down into phases. So they were talking about which dye intermediates develop quicker, which take longer. Right. But the overall picture is that it's all happening simultaneously. So it's like we've said, we've joked about 
always that it's complete chaos. Right. We're trying to give it some sort of, I think, sequence, but there's not. It's right. chaos. So I think the first thing that we should do is just sort of, for our listeners, is to simplify what kinetic kinetic energy is. And it is simply the energy of motion. Everything that we see or touch in the physical universe is actually in motion. Our bodies are in motion. Uh, The device you're listening to us on is actually in motion. It's just moving at a very slow pace comparatively. And essentially the way that kinetic energy or energy in general is measured is by heat release. Right. Through chemicals, you create a chemical reaction and that generates an energy and energy can only be measured in heat. Right. And we use Celsius usually to measure it. You know, that's why we, we had this come along where we had a brand saying that they didn't use alkalizers. They use heat to develop their color, but but they did have an they had ethanolamine in their ingredient deck. Right. Okay. So so they were creating an energy. They were creating a heat, but because zero degrees, that's freezing. Yeah. Anything above zero, you have to consider warm. Right. <laughs> anything below zero, you have to consider cold. Their hair color processed at seven degrees Celsius, which if you convert that into Fahrenheit, that's 41 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the same temperature as your refrigerator. Right. That's why anytime you mix up color and you put it on someone's head, it's always. Ooh, that's cold. Always cold. Ooh, that color is cold. (laughs) But technically it's warm. Right. So, and what I think and what I've seen just out in the field is this. So the way these stages are sort of measured, they're referred to as K1, K2, K3, and K4. And it's now becoming really popularized. And it it is basically, these are references at, at, different sort of major guideposts in the chemical process. And it makes it seem like K1 happens first, K2 happens second, K3 happens, and then K4. And each one has sort of been, what's the word, Dennis? Like, Well, they've been segmented. Yes. So, so and, someone who doesn't know any better would assume that this is all that's happening at this moment. And it's and, been kind of word saladed into yes. the, these things. K1 talks about the initial chemical reaction, right? right? Which is, you know, you mix color and peroxide together. So if you think about it, K1 doesn't just happen and it's over. That's oxidation. That's right. happening the whole time during the processing time. Absolutely. K, K2 happens after k1 well yes you know but it it's basically the coupling of the right. dots right but that immediately starts to happen 
right when you mix the chemicals together. Exactly. It doesn't become apparent. It's all based on the level of color you're mixing too, and the category. Absolutely. Of you know, like a level nine, you're not going to see permanent. You're not going to see that. Hey, two that, that for a while. Yeah. yeah. For a while, but it's still happening. Right. It's just happening at a different rate of kinetic energy than uh, a 2N permanent, which it, as soon as you mix it, you start to see the coupling happen. Exactly. You know, so it, it's still, yes, these are key guideposts in the process, but they are not separate phases. And, and we bring this back down to what we teach in our programs, which is maximum dye development. Right. You know, at the end of the processing time, you have a completed hair color molecule that is trapped inside the hair shaft and is right. now part of the hair. Right. You know, and what we preach about under processing is it's like you put all the ingredients to bake a cake, you put it in the oven. You're supposed to bake it for 45 minutes, but you look at it at 20 through the glass, you know, through the oven light and you go, looks good. Take her down. And we've all done it with a client. So yeah, on the outside, you've got a cake, but when you cut into that cake, what do you probably have? Something that's not delicious. Yeah. The longevity is in question. And I think that's where, you know, they tried to segment lift and deposit as well years ago when people learned basic color theory. And so then they started saying, well, lift occurs here, deposit occurs here, which is we know is not true. It all happens simultaneously. They're trying to segment it to trying to give you an idea of what's happening, what's going on, because you can't be inside there. Right. But that's why you can get color deposit in the first five, 10 minutes of a color process. Yeah, we've got the swatches that show it. The question is, what kind of longevity will you have? It's about taking something and creating a vision for people that may be misunderstood. That they're breaking it down to try and show you that these are the dye intermediates that are put coming together now. These dye intermediates should be, I think should's the word they should say, should be coming together about now. These should be coming together about now. Again, guideposts. Yes. Guideposts, but they're not the actual thing that's happening because what's actually happening is organized chaos. It is. Absolutely, because they don't even talk about, I mean, that's just talking about what should be happening in dye development, but they're not talking about the breaking and destroying, the degrading of the dye intermediates that'll never get together because of the peroxide. Or the hair. What's the hair. There's still other stuff going on inside the hair. There's, you know, melanin fracturing. There's the breaking of disulfide bonds. There's, you know, we we tend to only want to talk in our industry about the cute stuff. We don't ever talk about the ugly stuff that also happens as a result of this. Right. Absolutely. So I just really think, I mean, I would advise anybody, don't be misled by stories that because they're they're doing they're explaining color differently now which actually i want to say thank you very much i've only been trying to teach people this 
for what, <laughs> 35, 40 years. Better now suddenly they're all interested in precursors and couplers and modifiers that they never were interested in before. Right. Now right. suddenly everybody's talking about it. So don't be misled by by some of this terminology. I mean, it's accurate terminology, but it it's not exclusive to one brand. That's right. And it's yeah. not exclusive to all shades. Every hair color shade is going to yes. react at its own kinetic rate based on how it was built, the alkalizer, the types of dyes, the types of couplers. Right. Everyone is unique to itself. Right. And above and beyond all of that, oxidation will always extend beyond maximum dye development. That means that there's a point where you have maximum, they have estimated this is maximum dye development. Our tests show this is maximum dye development. So I'm going to let it go a little longer. Well, if you go let it go a little longer, you may change that end visual result because the oxidation is still present. Oxidation always extends beyond maximum dye development. And there you have it. <clears throat> and there you have it. I just think it's really interesting in our industry how we sometimes get sidetracked because... You know, the point of a marketing department is to create a buzz. Right. And so they look for things that create a buzz. We have to remember that in many cases, they usually have no experience in the field. They're just taking some of the input they've gotten from those people that are experienced and they're piecing those things together to create a story. Sure. And the purpose of that story is to influence people to purchase the product, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But don't be sidetracked and thinking, well, oh, they're the only ones that do that, or this is how that actually works. Because I am sure that we will see more um, information about kinetics oh, in the next sure. six months, because now it's out there. I mean, think about it. We you know, it was all about the bonds in the hair, you know, yeah. for the last, gosh, has it like probably like 10 years, you know, right. like that, you know, bond multipliers, bond reinforcers, bond this, bond that. And what is so funny is that like, I want to say probably in the late nineties, a lot of the science part of hair color got removed Yes, our industry, did. and it became very marketing based. Right, and now, like most things go, it not even just in our industry, but in in the world, things make a resurgence. Trends come back, right? So oh, now the trend is like people are or hairdressers are becoming more science savvy again, right? Um, because they want to know. Yeah, they're not they're not so much on the hype anymore so of course now companies are they see this you know they, right. they follow what what people are doing and what's right. trending and so of course you you'd be silly not to try to market your hair color as the most sciencey color out there right you know so yeah our color has kinetic energy 
well, you know, it sounds really good. It sounds it does. very smart and learned, but guess what? All color has kinetic energy. That's right. All, all things have kinetic energy. All things, all things around you. Yeah. They're, they're, well, it's like we say, they're vibrating. Things you can't even see, things you look at that are static are not static. They yeah. look static, but they're moving. Everything is in motion. There is no static in the universe. That's right. Even still water, we call it still water. It's not still. Moving. It's moving. And think about it. When you heat water, what happens? It starts to move. It's boiling. Much quicker. You've yes. made, you've increased its kinetic energy to the point where it's visible. Right. And that's that's the only thing. We don't see what's happening in the color bowl, but no. there's a lot going on when you mix yeah. those things. Yeah, we don't see the the movement that's going on. We do see the uh, results. Right. But when that color starts to oxidize in your bowl, that means those color molecules are already developing. Yeah. And if you haven't got that on the head yet, chances are it may or may not make it down through the pathway into the cortex. And that is a whole nother podcast. And that right is a whole nother podcast. Anyway, I am glad we could uh, jump on on this wonderful Christmas morning and kind of share a bit of information. And uh, hopefully this will help you, those of you that have been hearing that terminology being used, especially being used by by people that don't really have a background in chemistry. (laughs) You know, you know, pay attention to what they're saying and uh, and question it if you have questions, because um, do your own research always. There's, there's don't, a ton. Don't believe of, us. Yeah, don't believe us. Yeah. There's a ton of information out there. Not all of it is relevant, but uh, we keep uh, trying to do it one hairdresser at a time. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure you share it with your friends. You know, you can find us now, uh, not only on anchor.fm, but you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. And I think there's four other ones. If you go to um, my Instagram page at Real Captain Color and tap the link tree button at the very top of the page, you'll see our little uh, our little podcast button. If you click that, it will give you a choice of all the different podcast platforms where you can hear Guru in your ear. We invite you to visit our website at www.gurunation.net. And if you have a difficult time getting on our website, go back to that uh, link tree link, tap it. It'll take you right to our educational page and you can access our website from there. Or if you see any of our promotional advertisement on social media, we usually always post a QR code. All you do is take your phone, take a picture of that QR uh, insignia, tap the little yellow button, and it will take you immediately to our uh, to our educational page and onto our website. So there's tons of ways you can get to our educational information and take a look at what we have to offer. We have lots of education uh, coming up here in 2023. We're very excited about that. Hair Color School starts January the 9th. We're excited about that program. On January the 7th, we are doing a in-the-mix program for the folks who follow us in Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. And uh, if you want to be in that program, you'd have to attend it on Saturday afternoon, the 7th of January. 
query because they are a day ahead of us. Uh, so that's all happening. Don't forget, if you are a owner of Captain Color versus the Pigment Pirates, our book club night begins on January the 10th. If you want to be there where I walk you through each chapter over the next 10 months, be sure you go online and reserve a space so you can be part of that, that group. And finally, um, don't forget Wednesday nights are broadcast live here on, on Instagram uh, at Real Captain Color. Uh, this coming Wednesday night, the 28th of January, we are happy to have with us a very special guest who has an amazing story. And uh, you can see that uh, promo. You can find that on our post. And it'll probably be coming up again tomorrow to remind you about Wednesday night. Max, did I miss anything? I think you covered it all, my friend. Oh, and tomorrow, the 26th of December, is our year-in wrap-up. And so we're very excited. We have a large group of people registered for that. It is our complimentary educational event for those who follow us and support our So uh, we hope you've registered. If you haven't, well, if you haven't by now, you'll hear this podcast probably after that class. So um, we, we're excited about that program as well. In any case, uh, that's enough. We're going to let everybody go. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, from my heart to yours, I am Captain Color. Max, how about you, buddy? Everybody, have a happy holiday, and we will see you next time. Absolutely. Happy New Year. Everybody take care. Happy coloring. Bye-bye now. Okay. The preceding program was a production of Guru Nation, a brand neutral educational resource for salon professionals around the world.